Hello, and welcome to the official podcast of Bishop Malcolm Smith. These teachings are recorded live each week and provided not only here on the podcast, but at youtube.com. Simply go to youtube.com and look for Malcolm Smith webinars in the search engine there. We also want to invite you to go to www.malcolmsmith.org. There you will find other teachings by Malcolm, including books, videos, and MP3 downloads. And now, with this week's teaching, Bishop Malcolm Smith. The Lord be with you, everyone. And I want to read a passage here from Ephesians and chapter 1. He's writing the letter to the people, the believers in Ephesus. And in verse 3, he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. And uh, that, that I'll leave it at that. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing or every blessing that originates in the Spirit, Holy Spirit. And that happens in the dimension of the heavens in Christ. Well, the, the, this passage, it goes on from there. And the only word I could use is it's an explosion of praise and thanks to God for this salvation that we have in all its dimensions. I say explosion. Um, if you read this in the original language manuscript, just as Paul wrote it, there, there's it just it, it pours out to the point where you you want to say stop, man, stop. Let, let's let's get some grammar here. Let's get a few sentences. But it, it just pours out of him it's an explosion the man is seeing this and experiencing it and it all begins in this that we have been blessed blessed and that blessing takes place in the dimension of the spirit in the dimension of heaven and on earth itself in christ and and he is stating this you are this has been done it's finished you see um and so I'm fascinated with that. And especially in the light of where we were talking last week concerning entering into the rest of God. Because that's where this word blessing begins. That, that first chapter of Genesis, very few people read it, actually. It's, we rarely think that the beginning of our salvation is in Genesis 1. Uh, for the purpose of God in creating is that you would experience and know his blessing. Right there in Genesis in chapter 1 and verse 26 on, uh, and, and it says this is the purpose for which God created man, that he would be uh, uh, one created in the image and in the likeness of God that he would be with the creatures, a creature made out of the dust of the earth, and yet 
He will be a person so in union with the Father and the Son and the Spirit, he would be the very image, the reflection, the glorifying, the expression of God in the midst of the earth. He was a creature, but at the same moment, he was the friend, the familiar uh, of, of God himself. And it, it says, to that end, God blessed him. It's the first usage of the word. Actually, you could say that the word blessing is the oldest word in human language. It was used immediately after mankind was created and in that time he is told the reason for his creation and he was blessed and having blessed man and declared that all is good then it says that God entered into his rest that is all is nothing can be added this is complete it's perfect it's the way things are supposed to be according to the eternal plan so you and i we were created to walk in this word blessing blessing and if we're not walking in that word blessing then we've missed the whole point of creation that's essentially what it's saying and here in Ephesians, it picks it up and says, we have been blessed. It's a done deal. We have been blessed. And that blessing that we have received is the finale of all blessing. It, it is that the Holy Spirit is working in us and with us and all because we are in union with Christ. So there's, there's a lot here, you see. When the word blessing was used in Genesis, because <clears throat> it was rapidly followed by mankind refusing the blessing and choosing instead to enter into alignment with Satan, who is the cursed one. And, and so men chose curse with Satan's lie and rejected God's blessing and his love and the truth of his creaturehood. Um, but then, after what? It will be another 2,000, maybe 3,000 years, and it comes again. The Lord came to Abraham and said that he was blessing Abraham and, and his life blessed and all those of his people blessed in order for one end in view that all families of the earth should be blessed it was the purpose of God he said I'm not giving up on man I am coming into the human race and through Abraham and through his descendants there shall come one and that one shall bring blessing to the whole human race read it in Genesis 12 and the first verses and so <clears throat> you have this ongoing it's and it contains the blessing always contains God's salvation this is what God intended for you and this is what shall become to you through Jesus through the Holy Spirit 
And let us be clear, this encompasses all of what one might place within the word salvation. Because I think you've been around me long enough to know that salvation is, well, I'll just say it, it's not that you go to heaven when you die. That, that is the, well, I won't go there. It, salvation is from my innermost being my, my spirit where I walk with God I am united with him and know him and that enlightens the mind it uh, inspires the emotions with joy and with peace and it pours out through behavior in acts of love it, it, it invades our daily work. It turns us into very different kinds of people. Um, it, it takes up the very cells of our body and our organs. It, the word blessing must be understood as God's unfolding intention in terms of salvation in Jesus that covers every part of our existence in this here and now and let me say that, that that intention has never changed after God said that to Adam he said that's it do you remember what I said it's like the artist who says there's not another brush stroke that can be added there's nothing more we can do this painting is perfect it expresses exactly what I wanted to do God said, that's it, that's man. And when man deviated from that, when, when mankind chose to live under the curse, I can hardly get those words out, it's so crazy. Uh, but he did. And we were born along with that. God says, that my intention has not changed. Jesus is going to come, you see, and he's going to crush the head of the serpent and bring us back to that which God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit said is done. It's finished. It's completed. It's the way things are. A human, all through the scripture, you find humans blessing humans. But how can I put this? When human blesses human, they can only repeat or be the mouthpiece of what God is saying in blessing. Blessing belongs to God. No man makes up a blessing. No, no man uh, decides on blessing. Blessing comes from God. And humans take what God has said and pass it on to others. And... We've got to live there. That God alone is the origin of blessing. God alone can make it happen and has made it happen. And therefore we rest in Him in terms of blessing. But, but what is blessing? What is it? It's a big word. Big word. The word blessing. Let me, let me sort of say a number one. Blessing originates in the... What? The thought, the intention, the heart and mind of the blesser. That, that, that's, see, it doesn't just start with the word, it, it starts within. In the heart of God, he the blesser 
sees us, and in seeing us, in his heart and mind and thoughts, the thoughts of God concerning you, is love. Love. And, and love that is expressed in goodness and kindness and gentleness and compassion. God looks at mankind with love. He looks at you with love, compassion. And that is a real love that expresses in delight and gladness and rejoicing. He even is described as singing over us for joy. His love for you and I, his delight in us, bestows value. You see, value, I don't, I don't find my value, my worth, by looking within myself. Value is something bestowed by another. Your worth is given to you by another who assesses you, appraises you. And God, the only one who can assess me, the only one who knows his purpose for me and for you, he bestows upon us this extreme love and his thoughts concerning us our love, only love. It says throughout the scripture, He knew us before we were born. He watched over us in the womb. He has pursued us through life. Jesus says, in a very picturesque way, that even the hairs of your head are numbered. That is, <laughs> that, that's detail. That, that's getting down to the most insignificant details of my person. He says, you are fully known. Love knows you. Love gazes at you. Love delights in you. Right down to knowing how many hairs on your head. He says, you are of more value than all the birds and animals. It's who you are, you say. And he loves us with intention. That is, it's not just a benign look. He's just, God is not just a nice God that just smiles benignly, rocking in his chair 10 million miles away. No, his love invades our life with specific favor. He comes into the problems of our life. He comes into the dreams of our life. And he favors us and he graces us and he bestows his gifts throughout our life. Uh, what can I say? You, you are the object of the divine bestowal. God bestows. And, and it begins with uh, importance. You, 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 you are bestowed, you are valued, you are special, you have, yes, I'll say eternal importance to God. Therefore, we are regarded by all creation with wonder, with awe. And I say again, only God can give blessing because only God can look at us 
know us completely and love us as we are as well as as we shall be or to put it this way I, I can never look in the mirror and say Malcolm you're a jolly good chap and I'm going to bless you no I can I cannot self-appoint myself for blessing you say I, I cannot self-designate myself as blessed I can't I can only say what he says. And so my worth, my value, my blessing originates in God. And thereupon I hang, thereupon I depend, and thereupon I hope. If I look inside of myself, my opinion of myself goes up and down with the weather. Uh, and then if I depend on your opinion of me, I've got to mask half my person to make sure you don't see it. No, but he who knows me perfectly, he who has my whole life and the intents and the desires and the motive, he knows the whole of my life and he says, I love you. He says, I have intentions, I have purpose for you. And it all comes down to blessing. You see, you can't earn this. You can't bribe God with promises to get this. It's his gift. That's what throws religion into a horror. You can't earn this. There's no formula to it. I look at God and trust his love. That this is where the blessing originates. Well, I still haven't told you. What, what is the blessing? Well, the simple meaning of the word, even though it takes the Bible to explain it, but <clears throat> the word, blessing, <clears throat> the word means a good, well, it means a good thought, but we, we've already said that, but it means a good thought which is expressed in a word, spoken word. So, you, you could say it's a good word spoken out. But of course behind that are good intentions, good uh, thoughts, good attitudes. It, it's, it's the entire person of the blesser which comes out in a word. A word. And, and it's, it's a word of goodness. It's a word of love. It's a word, and I'm still defining it, that brings rest and peace and harmony and purpose to the receiver. Okay? It's a word spoken, and in the word spoken, therein is active love, goodness, that brings rest, brings peace and harmony and purpose of life. It brings well-being, content. I know who I am, I know where I'm going, and I know who is in me and with me. It's got the idea, this, this word that is spoken. You see, it's not, it's not just a whim. It's not just uh, something the blesser thought of a few minutes ago. It, the whole person who is blessing is in the blessing. 
and and so the word has in it the idea that you the word of blessing spoken clothes you so that you you become a person clothed in love you become a person that that is actually clothed like as in armor with rest and with peace and with joy you're living inside could I put it this way a kind of the bubble of the presence of the God who spoke it so it's a good word that comes with unlimited power and clothes you so it's spoken over you but it's spoken into you spoken and that's that's what it is and when humans were passing that God word on to others they laid hands on them all through the scripture if you start with Genesis you'll, you'll find it cropping up all over the place they, they laid hands that is a physical symbol that, that, that God is getting a hold of you God is coming upon you as my hands come upon you that's blessing God speaks and now when humans pass it on they lay hands and often they would embrace as if to bring the person into union for that is what God's word of blessing is doing um, sometimes it was attended by a kiss which would indicate the kiss of God that this love of God that is intense and passionate and unwavering blessing certainly it meant complete identification with drawing into union let, let me say this when God speaks something always happens please hear me on that see when humans speak uh, well it's up for grabs sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't uh, I, I can speak with the best intentions I can speak because I really do love you I like you and I want to do this but you see I just don't have the, the wherewithal of the power you know how it goes so human words well yeah but when it comes to God you, you should meditate on this through the whole summer think about when God speaks all of God himself is in every word did you hear that when God speaks the Holy Trinity is in the sentence the words are only the outer sound and symbol of God's intention and presence to do what he wills so I say it again when God speaks always something happens and and before the Genesis use of this word you've got a whole chapter and God said and it was so God said and it was so or as the scripture unfolds another expression comes into play with God all things are possible and, and that could well be translated as that no word of God is void of power 
no word of God is void of power. Whenever God speaks, the words are filled with his possible. Every word he speaks drips with his potential. Hmm. I'd like to stay there for a long time. That's the essence of blessing. When God speaks his blessing, it's not up for grabs. It's not, well, I hope so, maybe, perhaps, you know, it could be. No, no, no. All those are human words never to be used in the presence of God. When God speaks, it is so, period. In fact, the word blessing is tied into covenant. Every covenant had its blessing. And the blessing of Genesis 1, as well as the Ephesians 1, it's tied into covenant, which just underscores the, the veracity, the absolute truth of God's word. But because he loves us, he said, I'll give you a second reason to believe that I mean what I say. It's tied into covenant, which means it's never said lightly. Never does God say something with the idea, well, let's see where this goes. You see, when God created, he didn't create a fish and say, well, I wonder what's going to happen to this thing. It may, you never know. It might walk on the land and who knows where it's going. When God made a fish, he said, it's good, that's it, there's nothing more to be added, that's it, a fish is a fish is a fish. And so were the animals, and so were the grasses. God said, that all of God is in that, all the perfection of God is in that. All the intention of God, it's a covenant word, you don't change your mind about a covenant, it's spoken with life or death in it that's why there's bloodshedding with covenant it, it, it's you don't mess with covenant when it is said it is, it's not a whim it's not frivolous it's not a jolly good idea you cannot alter a covenant Psalm 89 you cannot change it for life or for death a covenant is done Wow, it means that the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit determined in creating and specifically bringing you into creation, he swore by himself to bless you. And he said, that can never be changed. Uh, on that I rest. That's the way it's going to be. That's the way in my mind it is. See, faith is simply trusting that God knows what he's up to and, and, and that he means what he says and he achieves what he says and I, I trust him. It's the beginning of it, right? Beginning. So this word spoken out from love does a number of things. It enlightens us. It enlightens us because in, into the darkness of where we sit, there comes this enlightening word. We have insight into the goal of the blessing. And again, I say this is, uh, it's in my spirit. What, what's God's goal 
I'll ask you, what, what's, what's God thinking about you right now? What is his intention for you right now? What's the goal of God for you? Well, you see, the blessing opens that up. The blessing, God speaks and shows you what he intends for you. The intention of love, it's enlightenment. And, and also, it's empowerment or enablement. I, I said you're clothed with this enablement, this, this power. It, it's, it's the power to connect you with what he's just said. So he doesn't say, this is what I would like for you, so would you try, would you have a go at this, do your best, rededicate yourself every few days and try again and try again. Oh, no, no, no. He shows you, and with showing you, he empowers you, enables you to be everything he says I intend you to be. And that's blessing. It comes with, with power. It, it is power to receive it it is it is the enablement to live all that god says in his blessing the blessing brings authority maybe a word you'd be more at home with is permission he says look look this is my blessing anything he has said in his blessing and every word is empowerment to do he says in effect now I give you permission to live that yeah I give you permission to think in those terms concerning me concerning your life concerning the world in which you live I give you permission you can think that way this can be your new normal this is where I'm inviting you to come and now start thinking start acting in this fashion or put it this way the words of the blessing become your new normal that's quite a statement in the world in which we live which has determined to align with the curse the very opposite of blessing and so huh, I'm going to be a weird chap you see I'm going to be living by a new normal. And the normal is the announcement of God in the blessing concerning who I truly am in my relation to Him. That is, I'm now going to start thinking with an enlightened mind. I'm going to rejoice in what He says. So the world won't even know what I'm happy about. It's going to be going to be change. I'm going to walk in the parameters of the blessing. I'm going to demonstrate in the midst of the world what the blessing says. So I'm going to become a walking demonstration of the blessing. I'm going to rise in my life to live at the level of the word of blessing. See, blessing is not passive. The word of blessing from the mouth of God declares this is so. This is so. All of his, the language of God is the finality. It, it's done. It's done. It is so. And I'm resting there. 
So one might think, if one didn't think very much, um, well, it's passive. You see, he said it is so, so, you know, get a deck chair and put up your feet and well, it's done. No, <laughs> there's nothing passive about God. He, he is the most active. Hmm. No, when he blesses us, he shows us this is who you are. This is where you're going. And so, therefore, I am caught up into that to begin. Whole new choices, whole new ambition in terms of who I am in life and where I'm going and the meaning of life and the possible of life changes. I trust in his words and therefore align my life to it. That kind of life, Jesus called it abundant life. Um, actually, it's also eternal life. And, and tragically, this, this word eternal, and it would take a long time to say what that word really means, but eternal life is not, the emphasis is not on living unendingly. Eternal life is living here and now the life of God, which is love. That, that's eternal life. And, and living here and now the life of God means that eternal life is knowing the love of God, interacting with that love, intimacy with God, living inside His love, and expressing that love. The life of God. That's abundance of life. That is life and more abundantly, said Jesus. Eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Life. Real life. Not the half-dead thing that Satan gives, but life. Centers in Jesus who said, I am the life. And so, the word blessing is always connected with true prosperity and success. Yeah, God is not into failure. There's some quarters of religion that, that believe uh, the sicker you are and the poorer you are and the, the person who is totally unsuccessful at being alive, uh, they're, they're the holy people. But no, the word blessing is all through Scripture linked to prosperity and success. And one would expect that if, if I am clothed with enablement to fulfill the purpose of God, that's going to show up in every area of life. But of course, you have to always come back that prosperity begins and is in its definition prosperity of my inmost core, my spirit. I am prosperous in knowing the love of God to me, prosperous in dispensing that love to others. It's a prosperity of mind, mind alive, dancing creative. Because I'm living in God's love, which is the very source of life. It's a prosperity of emotion, which, which takes in all words of joy, rejoicing, and gladness of heart. 
and it also takes in my body prosperous body which is every organ and cell working as it's supposed to it takes in my work it takes in the whole of life a man a woman walking inside the love of God that person is prosperous in fact the scripture says the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow with it the riches of this world always bring sorrow with them but this blessing because it begins within in union with him adds no sorrow you, 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 you're not operating out of poverty you always operate out of the unspeakable fullness that you are blessed by gift of God prosperous Incidentally, because again, this you could think of, I suppose, that if you're blessed, you're never going to have any trouble. <laughs> no, that you see, no, no, no. No, you're in the world, and in the world, said Jesus, you will have trouble. You will. Because the world hates everything that I've just said in the last half an hour. And so, if you become that if you embody that yes you're going to have trouble and then of course you do live in the world we have not yet gone through our resurrection and and so you, you'll face the world as it is and that includes natural disasters you see <clears throat> I, I, I I've said just a few weeks ago we were inundated with floods here uh, water rushing through the ranch carrying all before it and people said well that's the devil no no it was it was floods uh, we went through four years of drought was that people said that was the devil i i don't know where god fits into this you see whether it's floods or or drought the devil gets the blame no right look we live in a fallen universe and therefore this stuff happens the blessing of God does not necessarily mean it won't happen there are times that in his purpose he protects us from all of that but uh, it, essentially you have to understand the blessing of God is not that stuff won't happen it isn't that the whole world will suddenly like you there's elements of that in it but the blessing of God is, is the exciting news that you have enablement to walk in trouble through it and it cannot ultimately touch you now that's exciting so that when Joseph was kidnapped by his brothers and sold into Egypt and, and given up for dead and forgotten which indeed would be the case not normally speaking but it said and the Lord blessed Joseph there it is you see right right there as, as a slave lost in the faceless faceless thousands of slaves in him but oh, he, he was blessed and he says the Lord was with him the Lord was with him the very presence of God in his spoken word of blessing upon a slave and it says the result was that everything he touched prospered uh, do you get the point he was not delivered from slavery immediately 
But from the get-go, he walked through it with an attitude that was aligned with God's attitude, which says, in this I find his blessing. And so it was. So it was. Or Psalm 23, that great psalm, and he says, even though, or you could say, if it comes to that, that I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I can anticipate the blessing of God. You are with me, and I'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And I will not fear evil. You are with me. In fact, you prepare a table before me. We have a picnic in the valley of the shadow of death. But I go through it, and it's real. Or the little prophet Habakkuk, where he says... Though the fig tree does not blossom and there be no fruit on the vine and there's no, no animals in the stalls or the fields. I mean, agricultural disaster. But he says, yet will I rejoice in the Lord my God. That is, my joy is beyond uh, the physical happenings around me. My joy is in you and my strength is in you and my wisdom is in you and the power to walk through this is in you. That's blessing, you see. It does away with hopelessness. It does away with despair. Because I know if God has said that, then I'm moving toward it continually. No one can... I'm living in His rest. He has said it is done, so I say it's done. And I'm moving through this, trusting Him that we're going through this. Going through it. Um, this is the the horror of Satan. A man who doesn't complain, a man who is not negative. Satan's purpose in all of that, whatever it be, is foiled. A, a person who knows they are blessed is the horror of the powers of darkness. They don't know what to do with you. So blessing. What is, blessing defines an entire life. You could say this, the blessing of God upon and in your life, your family, it's mysterious. Because you can't really put your finger on it if you're going to start a scientific investigation. It's mysterious. It's invisible, you see. You, you, you yourself, you don't live in a sort of tremor inside of feeling this power. It's, it's invisible, and for most of the time, it's unfelt. It's hidden. It's power, but it's quiet power. It's like the current of a river that is it's quietly. <laughs> I, I've told you, I'm sure I've used this illustration before, but forgive me, it fits here. I was in, in Zimbabwe in Africa, and I was... In a, in a rowboat on the Zambezi River and I, I pulled in the oars for a moment and suddenly realized the boat was quietly moving under its own steam. That is, I, I wasn't rowing, but I was moving. I, there, there was a current in that river, so silent, you, you didn't, it didn't make a noise, you couldn't actually see it. 
but but it was a power that was drawing my rowboat along and then I realized of course the Zambezi River ends in the Victoria Falls the greatest waterfall in the world and I was being drawn though I was some ways away from the falls but I was being drawn toward it the current I had to work to get out of the current and onto the shore well that that's to me the best illustration actually uh, you, you're caught at the river of life the river of divine life in your life in all its expressions it's quiet drawing you into ever increasing intimacy and union in favor of God in fact the, it speaks in Deuteronomy 28 of the blessing that pursues you it, it, it's the word that it's described of persons chasing you down used of hunters going after their prey it says the blessing of God is pursuing you you can hear the, the, the sound uh, of its feet behind you and around you and to do what? to bless you he hunts you down to overtake you it says Deuteronomy 28 he overtakes you surrounds you with blessing that's the same word David used surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me that word is the same word your goodness your loving kindness your blessing pursues me pursues me all through life and the eye of faith sees that you see it because um, little tiny things you see the world wouldn't even notice it but you notice in the little tiny bits and pieces of life there's that, that's the current that that's God is with you and he's working this and he's working that and he's working the other and in the midst of this he's carrying you through you see it that, that that's no wonder a blessed person in the scripture is looked at with awe and wonder and of course the spiritual blessing that we experience as we dwell in the very heaven while we're on earth, he said, is in Christ. Because all these blessings that began with Abraham, really, after mankind had rejected God's blessing, that blessing was, God never withdrew his blessing. He comes and reveals it in Abraham and, and so on, all through the scripture where I've drawn what I've said in these last moments from. But you see, all those pointed toward Jesus. You could say the blessing was incomplete, waiting to come to fullest expression in Jesus. What did I say the word blessing meant? It means a word that arises out of the heart, the intention of God love, and comes out in a word of God yeah that's exactly what it means do you know who Jesus is in the beginning was the word and the word was with God the word was God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us Jesus is the word huh. he is the 
final. He is it. The word of blessing spoken in the Old Testament now becomes flesh. Was embodied in human. He would bless us with such intensity. He became flesh. He came and lived inside our human and did so authentically he wasn't putting on a Halloween costume he wasn't pretending to be human he didn't say I'll be here for 30 years and then I'm out of here God the Son became flesh and he still is he will never leave us he has joined the human race so I, what, what's the word? So intense. That's a poor, pathetic word. But I don't know anything else. So intense is the desire of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit to bless you. That the blessing, the word of blessing took on flesh and blessing got inside the human race. That's the gospel. Every word of blessing in the Old Testament anticipated that, pointed to that, and couldn't have any meaning without that. He comes. And he, in him, we discover our worth. You want to know the love of God? For God so loved the world. Well, what does that mean? God so loved the world goes on this is the definition he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so loved the world we finally know what it means in that he gave his only begotten son you get it you get it that that's that's what it's about jesus is the love of god jesus is that word that good word that love word that word that reveals the love of the Father, reveals the rest and the well-being and the peace that we were created for. All spirit blessings, all blessings brought by the Holy Spirit to us, says Ephesians 1. In Him we discover our worth. In Him we discover what the Father thinks about us, what the Son thinks about us. The Holy Spirit comes to tell us what the Father and Son think about us and has done for us and as us. Oh, the, that verse we started to read. To the saints in Ephesus. And of course, you're a saint, you know that. You don't have to be dead for 500 years to attend. No, you're a saint. It means one that is separated to God. You're His. You're His. You're a saint. You're a believer. There's a tiny community in Ephesus. They, they didn't have mega churches in those days. Just uh, little groups of people. Huh. In Ephesus, that was a dock town. You know what I mean? The dockside, all the ships came in from the Mediterranean. And they were blue-collar workers. And Paul, through the Holy Spirit, wrote to them and said, You, 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 blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us 
this little tiny community. And Paul says, I'm one with you. We we are the receivers of this blessing. It picks up everything the Old Testament said and brings it to a finale beyond our wildest dreams. We are blessed. He delights in you. His wild, untamed, unconditional, unfathomable love is poured upon you. You're blessed. That's who you are. For this we were created. Do I have to say it again? We were, you know. When I was among the Zulu people, it's the way they say hello they'll come up behind you and say I see you Malcolm it goes back to this you see it means you have significance I see you I recognize your presence within our world you're not a nothing I see you it's very interesting it's it's, it's in the heart of the race I want to be seen that is, I want to have recognition. I want to have regard. Somewhere inside of me, I know I was created for that. And pride is turning inward to myself to try and find a reason within myself. Instead of recognizing, I have significance. I am seen by the Holy Trinity. Now there's worth. Now there's significance. There's now that that's important. That's special. It's even in our children. It was in you too when you were a child. You you, you couldn't you couldn't just do something like uh, hit the baseball or swing on the swing or whatever. You would continually be saying, "Watch me, Daddy. Watch me." That is. Tell me I'm special. Tell me I have worth by watching what I do and appreciating and being delighted in what I do. My little children are telling me that. We were created for that. And he does. He he beholds us. He watches us. He loves us. And he has. God the Son has come and that's been imprinted into our humanity. God so loved the world. He gave us the Word now in flesh the word of blessing of goodness and Jesus says the Holy Spirit was upon him and in him he has brought the God the Holy Spirit into the human race the word of blessing comes with the power and the enlightenment that is in the Holy Spirit in fact you know, there's that word, and uh, some translations have left it in its most ancient English. It's a fall upon. You remember that? The, when the prodigal son came home in our older versions of the Bible, it says that the father ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. It's an awkward phrase in old English, it's as he fell over, you see. But... That it means he embraced him. It, actually, the word means a bear hug. The father saw the son and he fell on his neck. That he put a 
arms around him, crushed him into himself, a bear hug. That same word is used of the Holy Spirit. It says the Holy Spirit fell on. The Holy Spirit gave them a bear hug. The Holy Spirit did what every blesser did in the Old Testament, brought to oneself. The kiss of God, He loves you, and the Holy Spirit is the enabling of that in your life. He's the one who brings the love of God to you. In fact, in Galatians 3, it says that the Holy Spirit is the fulfillment of all the Old Testament blessing. He's the one who reveals Jesus, the good word, and the good word done in the finished work of the cross. The Holy Spirit now applies that to us in all of our life. In spirit and mind, in motion and body, my work, my school, my relationships. For me to live, said Paul, is Christ. What do you do with that? It's, it's, he's, he's done it. It says it is so. It is so. He has blessed us. But then would you stop trying to get it? That's... I mean, if God says it's enough, it is done, it is finished, then what are you going to do to add to that? If you don't believe it's finished, then what on earth have you got to do to finish it? No, it's done. It's finished. He's, it's done. It's finished. He rests and he says, you're blessed. And you're blessed in Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is connecting you with that blessing. The only act that we can do, and that is with the Holy Spirit's empowerment, is to trust. It's with eyes open we see. That is so. So I trust Him. I enter into and I rest where God rests. I'm satisfied with God's satisfaction. I declare complete what God says is complete. And I receive what is mine, the blessing. And that moves to worship. Getting your spirit and mind and emotions full of the wonder, astonishing God who has achieved all of this expressed in giving thanks and praise to God no formulas you're thanking him for what he has done because of who he is call on the Holy Spirit to enlighten you because that's part of the blessing the Holy Spirit is the enlightener he is the one who fillets it all and lays it out before Incidentally, not downloading a library into your head. The Holy Spirit is not into information. He is the one who revelates. He's into revelation, and revelation is the opening of inside eyes that produce behavior, produce new way of talking, new way of being and doing 
explore it. Ask the Holy Spirit. He said he's the guide. Jesus said that. He guides you into all truth. He said to Abraham, look to the north and the south. He's the, this is your land. Explore it. He said, get used to it. Put your foot down. Remember that? said the same to Joshua. Wherever you put, tread the sole of your foot. I've, I've given it to you. You better pace it out and see what I've given to you. Why? I know it ended in disaster, but why did they send 12 uh, scouts or spies into the land of Canaan to, to have a jolly good look at it? And they, they half did it. They brought back the grapes of Eshkol. And they said, it's a great land. It flows with milk and honey. And here's the, the grape. That, that's, you're supposed to do it. Take, take the word of God here. Let the Holy Spirit sit with you and explain to you not explain but revelate explain show you you see this is going to take you off your map you know what I mean everything you thought of as normal the way life works the way life is no the Holy Spirit is now going to take you off your resume he's going to take you off your map to where you've never been before never thought before never dreamt before a new world in fact it says eye has not seen nor ear heard is never entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him but he has revealed it to us by his Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit takes you there <clears throat> I I was in the Cascade Mountains once and as we were going up the trail there was this big sign that says no maps beyond this point that is you're on your own buddy there's no maps no one's ever gone there to make a map you're in a trackless wilderness after this point it's something like that the Holy Spirit says you've gotten so used to the normal of the world you've gotten so used to complaining and being miserable and negative and hopeless and in despair and saying this is the way it is and you, since you were 17 you've been doing the same thing over and over and over and over again well stop that's dead crucified buried now let's go into a world you've never seen before you have been blessed with all blessings revealed by the Holy Spirit in the heavens and you've got the permission of God to act there well there it is run out of time <laughs> but your blessing well you'll never run out for your blessing is as big as Jesus Father thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you and I as a believer, I now pass your blessing. I bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I, I bless you because you're already blessed. I say to you the words of God to you. You are blessed in every part of your life. Open our eyes, Holy Spirit, that we might see what is ours and learn to live where we are. To that end, I declare you blessed. That's the way it is. <laughs>